This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. By Zoom, I've got a Yafai overload here. I've got Gamal, Kel, and uh, Galal, all the Yafai brothers. Um, how are you doing, firstly, uh, Gamal? Come to you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, man. Cal, uh, what about yourself? I can see you repping the crunk like myself. I've been done, it. Crunk. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. And uh, Galal, what about yourself? You're good, yeah? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. Not long got up, but yeah, I'm good. All right, man. Well, listen, firstly, I think it's important we uh, address the issue of Yemen. I know you guys have been active on social media about this, but I just don't see too many other people, not just in boxing, but just generally posting about this. So, Cal, I've seen a few posts from yourself about this. How can people help while watching this? Um, the main thing for me was raise, is raising awareness of it. Um, and trying to obviously raise the cause. You know, this is the worst humanitarian crisis on the planet right now. Um, millions of people dying, starving, um, and then you, then they're hit with uh, with COVID as well. So, you know, like they they they're going through a tough time. Well, more than a tough time, and then they're hit with COVID, which is spreading rapidly over there, and they ain't even got no basic. Things like um, gloves, masks, um, things like that. Never mind ventilators and half the hospitals are, are not not in use. So um, yeah, it's, it's a tough time for them over there. It's, it's, it's luckily been hell, really. So we're just trying to raise what we can, and um, and obviously just do our part. It's okay donating. Like I've, like, you know, I, I, I've been donating for the last five years. It's, there's a war been going on over there. But I just feel like it ain't, it ain't out there enough, and and people need to be able to be let known what's going on. Gamal, obviously a lot of things are going on in this world at the moment, and and not great things. But I think Cal's right there. I, I, there isn't enough awareness on the on this issue, is there? Especially in this. Nah, and, yeah, I'll just second what Cal said, really. Um, but obviously, we need to use our platform to get you know you, there's high profile athletes boxers especially like I'll put a glove up um, Andy Joshua glove up and loads it on to me about they did and so, uh, quite a few um, donated as well to the cold page so um, it's been good so far just like Josh Josh has helped Andy Joshua he's um, sent free gloves to me to um, donate and we, so far we've we've only done we've uh auction one glove I'm going to do another auction on Saturday and then next week I'm going to do another one and I've already we've already raised um, I think it's oh, I think it's grand and a half I think we've raised so it's, it's we're doing pretty well so far well if one of you wants to send me like a, a link to the main page where to donate I'll put it in the description of this video hopefully you can get some uh, money raised off this uh, video anyways um, I'll come to you first uh, in terms of boxing Galal um Awkward times with this coronavirus thing in terms of your situation. Um, any updates yeah. on uh, Tokyo? Not really now. Um, we don't know as much as anyone else. Um, I'm back training out Sheffield. Um, I'm just trying to tick over now and just, um, just think solely on, on Tokyo. I've always wanted to ask you this um, like individually, but I feel like this is the right time now. I've got all of mm. you together. Who is the most talented fighter out of the three of you? Be honest. Um, I'd say, Cal, I'd say. 
Yeah. Public health uh, halit. Kemau physic physically physical um attributes and I think I'm maybe a little bit of a mix of them both. Probably not as good. All right, but you got the you got the the physical attributes and the skills of cow. Is that what you're saying? I don't know, I've got a little bit of both, but I think Gamal leads away in physical, I think strength and things like that. Cowell's, um is skill and cleverness, and I think I've just got a little bit of a mix, but I'm not as good as both of them. But Cowell might disagree. That's very honest. Cowell, what do you think of that? That was a bit, a bit too hard on him, You think? But, I'm being, being humble. Yeah, he's been humble. But the thing is with, the thing is with Gamal is like, he hasn't been boxing nowhere near as long as as me and Gamal. So like Gamal started like where where Gamal started at like seven and I started at nine. Gamal started, how old were you Gamal when you first started? Fifteen. Um, seven. Well, seventeen. Seventeen. See, so and every time I see Gamal now when he's training or anything, he's he's just constantly improving. So um, you know, qualifying for his second Olympics. Is a um, is a massive thing in itself, and you'll just continue to improve up until next year. Why is that, Galal? Then obviously they said they started boxing at nine and seven. You would have grown up around them boxing all the time. Why did you start so late? Um, you know, is I just used to love football. I used to love playing football, and um, I don't know. I weren't I weren't fascinated with boxing back then. I just weren't bothered with it, and um, I felt I got to about I got. I remember getting to seventeen years old and thinking. Uh, it, no, this is going to be my last opportunity, really. I remember Gamal telling me, he said, um, come to the gym with me, because we used to get the bus to the gym. And he said, um, just come to come back to the gym, because you're getting, you're getting on now. You're 17, you won't be able to have this opportunity again. And I listened to him, and I just I just went, and that, and that was it. Um, I had my first fight at 18, and that was it. I just went from there. But he's still always scrapping you two older brothers. Yeah, we were, no, we were all fighting. I think we were about, it must have been about eight, nine, and ten, fighting in the garden. Like these two were Italian, even in the house, fighting in the house with sparring gloves. We'd always be fighting. I bet you used to drive your parents mad. Yeah, yeah my, mom, my mom used to go nuts. But it, it is what it is. It made, you know, we loved boxing back then when we were kids. We we built a ring in the garden. Remember that? Remember that dead ring that we built in the garden? Yeah, yeah. But remember this? <laughs> we used to do the entrance wall. Yeah, the high five system. The high five system. <laughs> the high five system. <laughs> Who did you two? I'm Italian. Cal used to call me Gamal the Gorilla. And <laughs> 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 Cal, Cal always had a record of like 48 I'm, fights, I'm wins with 48 KOs. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Who did you guys grow up watching then? Naz, I did. Well, yeah, we all did. Naz, yeah, pretty the same. Yeah, Naz, Naz was the man. Naz was a hero. Hmm. You know, from, from from work, from staying up late. Because you know, we weren't the richest family in the world. We were, we were pretty. Yeah, we were fucking poor. But we used to beg my mom to get the the, the Sky pay per view. Yeah, I think it was like fifteen ninety five back then, and then um, he used to order it for us. But then we just we conk out by two o'clock in the morning because we're gonna stay up to them three fours, and um, we used to watch John repeat in the morning, watch Nas do his thing. Is that what drove you to the sport then? You know, you just mentioned that your your family were poor. I weren't, you know, totally aware of that. 
Um, or was it just for the, for the love of boxing? What was it that actually drove this family to the sport? The more the love in it. One, one. Well, yeah, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was Gamal, really. It was you that went to the gym. Yeah, it, for, for me, I never forget, I never forget it, yeah. I never forget, it was, I was in Mallorca, um, and I was in the pool with my mum, and she asked me what I want for my birthday. This was July time, and my birthday was the, in the August, and um, I said, uh, just take me to a boxing gym. And then uh, she took me to the boxing gym, and then it never stopped then. And then went from there, but... Um, then I'd come home to Cal and I said to him, I goes, uh, come to the boxing gym. And Cal was like, nah, nah, he, he won't come in. Cal wasn't. And then left it a couple of months and then two months down the line, I asked him again and then he come. And then, and then, and, and then Cal, 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 the thing is, Cal would stay, we, we were training together and that. Um, and then next me, you know, I, I was, because I, I, I loved boxing when I started when I was seven, but then I, was, I got to like eight and I was bored of it. I was like, oh, I don't re didn't really want to do it. So I stopped for a good few years and then I come back to it when I was like 10, 11. And then um, next week, you know, Coward moved to, um, from Hobbs Moat Gym. It was a, it, it's called it's called Hobbs Moat. It's now called Sully Hall um, Boxing Club, but it was called Hobbs Moat at the time. And then um, Coward moved from there to Franco Sullivan from City, which is um, like Sparkbrook. And then um, I followed him. And then that was it, really. The rest is history. <laughs> and so you then, drove and then, Cal to the sport. is that what you're saying? Pardon? You drove Cal to the sport. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I drove Cal to the sport, but then Cal, and then we tried to go for a bit, and then I got bored of it, really. And then I stopped, and then I come back to it, and then and then we kept, like we both carried on together. Then and then um, like I remember we used to pass the Galau about coming to the gym because. I used to just love football, and it, but I used to say, oh, come boxing, come boxing. And then Galau, it's the same with Galau as well, because he's mad, because with Cal, I asked Cal, and Cal was like, nah, and then eventually did come, and then with Galau, he used to pass the Galau, saying, oh, come to boxing, come to boxing. And then eventually, he kept saying no, no, and then eventually, uh, he come. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about these times, yeah, was it just to go to the gym to do something, have a bit of fun, or was the... The mindset of being a world champion, like ingrained of you, like to get there. You know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I just wanted to go to boxing because I loved it. And it, I, I, I like Naz. I love. I love. I was. I was a hyper kid, and I love fighting. And that I used to be a little shit before, like. But um, so I, I, I just wanted. To, I did want to be a world champion in that. But realistically, at them times, I just thought I want to box. I want to, you know. But then it slowly came. I want then. When I started boxing, and I was like, you know, I want that's that's when I want to be a world champion and be, you know, rich. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Cal, when did it sink in that you was going to become world champion one day? Um, I think it was more later on when I started winning national title because because for me, I started boxing and then I I was terrible, like terribly shit. Whereas I'd won my first fight, lost my second, won my third, lost my fourth. But then I lost like seven in a row, where it was like, this geezer's pretty shit. But I moved club, I went to Franco Sullivan, who is like a, like a, you know, a big boxing figure in Birmingham. Um, he, he's trained like Robert McCracken and people like that. Um, and then he just changed me completely, taught me how to box instead of fight. And I think I won like my next 16 fights and then I had one loss and then I won my next 17, 18 and then obviously I started winning national titles, 
got into like the England squad and UB and stuff like that. And that's when I thought, you know what? I could I could do all right out of this. I could be a world champion because that's what that's what I always wanted to do. But um, obviously, my, the Olympics was my main thing, and then I went to the Olympics in Be- in Beijing, and then I could have turned pro, but I decided to stay amateur for another four years, and then I qualified for my second Olympics, but then I, um, I lost in the box off to Andrew Salvi, and then I turned pro. Because obviously, you got to focus on the amateurs, etc. But surely um, the thought of turning over and, and becoming world champion one day is, is going through your mind. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was looking forward to going pro this year. Um, really? But obviously, we, well, yeah, obviously after yeah, of course, yeah. the Olympics were meant to be this year, um, well, this month they were meant to be. Um, so I'd planned to go pro this year um, after the Olympic Games, but it's um, with the coronavirus things that I, it's, uh, it's obviously stopped me from going pro and I had, I had thoughts about um, what to do when uh, the Olympics got postponed. Um, but yeah, I made my decision to stay. And um, yeah, I'm just going to have to go through that now and try and get them that medal and then um, go pro after that. Yeah, definitely. Cal, obviously, it's uh, it's been a while now since the, the Chocolatito fight. Um, thoughts on it now, looking back at it? Um, it, was just a, it was just a tough, tough fight. He's it, it, a great fighter. Um, I didn't box to the best of my ability um, I couldn't box to the best of my ability and, and, and that's it um, it, it, it is great in my mind. and that's it really I don't really like to like I said millions of times I don't like to bring out a load of excuses or whatever it ain't going to change anything and it ain't, you know no one, no one really gives a shit so um, I take it like a man and then look forward to coming back yeah, what what are the plans on on the comeback? Have you spoke to Eddie much about this? Um, not really. We spoke after the fight, and he just said to me, you know, just um, just have a rest, enjoy the summer. Um, he just said you, you have to go, you have to move on, um, which which I knew that anyway. And he just said, you know, plenty plenty of big fights, plenty of big paydays, and and um, and it's still a huge future ahead of me because. I'm still, I've just turned 31. Um, I've been pro now almost eight years. Um, but I've, I've took very little stick, so I'm still pretty fresh. I've had one hard fight in my last fight. But realistically, I'm, I'm, I'm still really young. How do you think you'll fare at Bantam? I think, I think it'll be a lot better for me. Um, it's a tough division, and that's what excites, that, that's what excites me about it. Um, but I think I'll be better. I think I, I think a lot of my my attributes will come out there because you know I, I started off as a really strong fighter and um, and with a good engine. But obviously, as, you, as time goes on and you grow older, you know the weight becomes harder and that that's sort of diminished. And I think that showed in my last few performances. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'll be a lot better about that. Kamal, obviously it's been a frustrating time for you as well, injuries and obviously this, this coronavirus situation. Um, any updates on yourself? How are the injuries as well and what's happening with the European title shot? Um, yeah, yeah, injuries are all right, thank God. Um, with the coronavirus, I, I, I went up to America, um, I was training and sparring and, you know, getting ready for the fight and then 
uh, I seen I seen the match room like in um in in America, and they said to me like maybe might get postponed so because of coronavirus, and then obviously it did get postponed. So n- now we're looking at September October now for that for that European yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Just want to crack on that. I'm still fresh though. <laughs> Was it? There's no conversation about you potentially fighting in the, towards the back end of August in Eddie's Garden, no? Nah, not in Eddie's Garden, nah. All the lights is, you know what I mean? But, you know, it never, n- never got offered to me, so we just worked for the European. We just took the commands on that. Cal, where do you expect the, the next part of your career to be? Obviously, you just fought on the zone in America. Do you feel yeah. like you're going to come back here, still fight out there? Any ideas, Cal? Um, I don't know, really. It just depends. Depends what's offered to me. Um, obviously, when I'm, when I'm ready to get, when I'm ready to start fighting and things like that, I'll, I'll sit down with the team over the next, I don't know, month or so, and see see what see what's what. Uh, speak to Eddie. Um, just to see what options are on, and obviously what fights are out there for me. If they're over here or if they're in the states, I'm not. I'm pretty easy, really. I'm not. You know. Where, wherever the wherever the wherever the big fights are and and the, and the good money that's what that's what I'm interested in. So, um, I fought in America, what for the last couple of years now. So, I've, I enjoy fighting out there. So it's it's no no problem to me. I'd like to come back as well here, but it's just whatever whatever suits me best, really. Cal, you've been at, at world level for so long now. Um, is is that that Charlie Edwards fight? Is it just dead? Is there nothing in it now? Um, I, I don't think any fight's ever dead, but obviously, moving to a rival promoter obviously makes things a bit difficult. So, were you surprised um, Frank Warren? Yeah, I was. To be fair, I was a bit because I th- because I thought if the fight's going to happen, it's going to happen now because with everything going on with coronavirus and doing these shows over here, I just thought you know it makes sense to do the fight now, really, if it's going to happen. And then obviously, when the fight's Closer than ever now, then obviously he just jumps, jumps both, which is, but that's his, that's a, that's his thing. So I don't really worry about anybody else's career as long as, um, as long as I'm doing what I'm doing, as long as me and my brothers are well and we're on track, that's, that's all that matters. All right, listen, uh, I won't take much more of your time up. Galal, best of luck uh, with this Olympic situation. I hope it sorts itself out. Um, Thanks. No worries. And uh, yeah, Karen Gamal, thanks for your time. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Uh, yeah. Go on, come on. I've, I've got one more thing. Just um, that I think that anyone that watches this video should um, click on the link and, and donate, even if they can donate a pound. Um, you know, that even 50p, 50p a pound, anything, you know, just, and that will raise a bit of money for Yemen. And if, if, if uh, 4,000 view it, and two thousand put a pound. That's two thousand pound. But I know more, hopefully for more than four thousand are from London. They've got a big platform, so hopefully, hopefully, a good few would donate. Yeah, Cal, send me the link, man, and I'll I'll, I'll put this uh, in the description. I will, I will definitely, man. And we appreciate all the support. Always appreciate it. All right, lads. Um, have a good weekend, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. All right, take care. Take care. Take care, Mark. Cheers.